Podcast. Yeah, because if we say yes, Rumble, we get yes. in a lot of trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. You know what time it is. Time for another train wreck. Actually, hold up. This ain't a train wreck. This ain't a dumpster fire. Today, we welcome you to non another Baptist WrestleMania, or, well, just another weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, standing in at 6'2 and weighing 195 pounds, hailing from the mountains of Mayhill, New Mexico, where I am the pastor of Mayhill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I'm Kyle Bierman, standing in at, uh, well, not six foot two and, and weighing about the same, uh, hailing from the desert of Alamogordo, New Mexico, where I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church, Alamogordo, and director of replanter development for the North American Mission Board. And we bring a combined 31 years of ministry pile drivers to the table. Amen. And have occasionally uh, choked on a <laughs> rear naked choke all the time. <laughs> you could say that we're experts at what not to do. Yeah, but before we that. jump from the top rope, Allow us a moment to tell you that this card is brought to you in part by the world reigning champion in accuracy and readability, the Christian Standard Bible. So you could say we're the official podcast of the Word of God. We love the CSB and encourage you to check it out at csbible.com after the show. Okay, uh, I think I'm all out of my wrestling vernacular, yeah. Kyle. You tapped out. And uh, tapped out. Why, why are we doing this? And, and perhaps a better question is, is why am I wearing this dreadful mask that's keeping it impossible for me to breathe, see, and even talk? Well, that's because today we have a very, very special guest hailing from parts unknown. The one, the only, the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be, the styling, the profile. Land the, the plane. The Stop. wrestling pastor. <laughs> Who has probably already disconnected at this if point. If he's wise, like, yes. Because we're being knuckleheads right now. WP, more, more so take, take off that mask and tell us who you is, where you is from, and what you do. What's up, fella? I wanted you to keep going. Uh, and I was enjoying it. <laughs> I'm going to actually have somebody do that before I preach at church. There you go. That's it. Uh, no. <laughs> but you're uh, it, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, my my real name is uh, Josh Revis, and I'm the associate pastor at North Jacksonville Baptist Church, uh, the sunny beaches of Jacksonville, Florida. And so, I mean, it's really good to hang out with you guys. Cool. So we've now so, got the beaches. We've got the desert. Yep. And we've got the mountains. mountains. Hey, that's right. I mean, there's nothing else, at least, that no. matters. That's right. Yeah. It's so every short-term uh, mission trip you would want to do. Yeah, we're all set. <laughs> so okay, so so first of all, go Jaguars. Is that is that what? Yes. You're all right. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Sadly enough, but yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I'm feeling you. So oh, I was um, in Dallas this year and watched us get waxed by you guys. It was <laughs> that's awesome. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So so our first question is, is simply uh how H how did you know this daily uh, gif of of you know, some kind of wrestling reaction with a blurb, get nearly 13,000 followers, uh, along with just an insane number of likes, comments, retweets on Twitter. 
how did you do it? Share with us your social media secrets, Josh. I wish. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not the guy who's going to start a consulting firm or anything. It was really, <laughs> I, I have an actual regular Twitter that not nearly as many people follow. And uh, on that, I remember it was kind of around 2016. There was a big change in Twitter where you could put a, a, a GIF in and like you could just embed it and it would play automatically and it wasn't like a weird Instagram link or something. It would just come up and play. And then it created sort of this whole culture where you could now make these jokes about that moment when or everybody knows this guy who and you have the little thing attached. So I started playing around with that because I right up front, I use Twitter to try two things, either to try to be funny or to be encouraging because a lot of it's toxic. So I'm just there to have a good time. And yeah. so I remember specifically. So I started using some wrestling ones because really the reason is there's more wrestling gifts on the internet than any other kind of gif because uh, it's been on TV every week for however many years. So there's like infinity of them. And so I, and it was nostalgic and I watched it growing up, but I remember one Thanksgiving, I was bored sitting on my couch and I started doing all these tweets about Thanksgiving. And so I was doing like that moment when you catch the first whiff of Thanksgiving and then it was the rock taking a big deep breath. And then it was, <laughs> you know, like you think that you've eaten too much, but your mom yells dessert. And so it's the undertaker sitting up. And so, and it started getting a lot of, <laughs> it started getting a lot of traction. And then, so occasionally I would do one about ministry and then all my ministry friends. And so I would do this thing and it kind of started, here's something dumb people say to preachers and what you want to do. It's like, you can't do it, but what would you want to do? And that got a lot of feedback. And so I'd get some likes. Well, then I realized a lot of my friends don't want to hear about this. And so I just decided I'm going to make a little side account because that's when anonymous accounts were just kind of starting to pop up. And I was like, well, I'll make one of these for my friends and it'll kind of be a group text online. And then that way I won't have to bug the people on my regular Twitter feed with it. And so it just started like that. I told like five of my friends that I had it. I think I posted once about it on my regular Twitter feed. And then so I picked up five or 10 people and then it just sort of snowballed. And I, I, I post once a day in the morning. But what would happen is I sort of somehow tapped into this common experience that we all have in church life. And there's all this stuff that no matter what your denomination is or your background, we're all we've all had some experience with certain types of people and and problems. And so they would tag their friends and it would be like, hey, man, this just happened at your church or hey, this is so and so at our church. And so it pick up 10, 15 followers a day. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. It's the weirdest thing in my life that <laughs> this has become a thing. I had no idea. It wasn't intentional. I didn't set out to like, I'm going to have a, you know, <laughs> an anonymous account with all that. And so, but it, it became fun. Like some people blog and some people podcast and I post wrestling gifts once a day with a goofy joke. So yeah, I mean, kind of we all my, have yeah. to know our spiritual yeah. gift. I mean, yeah, man. that's important. And, and I guess my first question off the bat is, is, you know, why I would assume that you're like a huge, huge wrestling fan. And as you said a moment ago, you're, you're a pastor. Um, so did you just decide, Hey, I've, I've got these two loves pastoring and wrestling. I'm going to, merge those, marry those together. I, I mean, why? No, it was honestly, it was just, there was a lot of material and the wrestling ones were just funnier. And there was something funny about, you know, like every pastor's had a guy tell him like, Oh, it must be nice to work one day a week. Yeah. And you know, you want to body slam the guy, you yeah. want to clothesline it, but you can't because you just can't, you get fired. And, uh, but there's sort of this, 
what would happen if we could do what we wanted to do in any given moment? And wrestling was the perfect kind of avatar. for that. Yeah. And so I watched wrestling growing up and, and, you know, the nostalgia was there. And so I'd start pulling them up, but it was just kind of this thing that worked. And so I just sort of picked a lane and stuck to it and then found all these other weirdos on the internet that seemed to like the same stuff that kind of identify with it. So, so what you're saying, I think there's a ministry principle here that, that we should not overlook. And that is that, that you, uh, you picked the low hanging fruit and you ran with it. I mean, that, and that, and it worked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, oh man, I'm, everybody's dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people out here. And what I found that was sort of an unintended consequence is I get, I get five or 10 DMs a week from guys that are like, hey, man, I'm going through a really hard time in my church. I'm dealing with a lot of conflict and this stuff. And this has given me an outlet to laugh about some of the ridiculous things. And it's it's therapeutic, I guess, in a sense. Had no idea that would be the thing. And so in my mind, I was like, well, if I can make some guys laugh and not, you know, not that I would be there, but I want people to hang in their ministry so hard, man. And there's so many times you want to quit over stuff that when you really step back at 30,000 feet, go, this was over something so ridiculous that if you can bring some levity to that, you know, it can be helpful. So that's, it was low hanging, but it's low hanging because like, we're all standing there, (laughs) like we're all hanging on that branch, you know? And so that's kind of where it, where it birthed out. So, so now let's, let's shift just a little bit and start talking shop. So, you know, yeah. enough about gifts, body slams, uh, we'll save that for the next Deacon's meeting. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk just, just your background a little bit about your up, upbringing. Um, you know, were you raised in the church, out of the church, all, all that good stuff. What, what's your background, Josh? I am a preacher's kid. Ministries, all I've ever known. My dad is the pastor here at the church where I'm the associate pastor. We serve together and uh, he's been here for 27 years and uh, but has been um, pastoring a Southern Baptist church since he was 23 and he will turn 63 this year. And uh, and so it's been I'm 37 years old. It's all I've ever known. Um, and so I, I grew up in church, went off, went to seminary. Um, and then it wasn't really my plan, to be honest, uh, the way it all kind of worked together. But when my dad approached me about coming back, we prayed about it. My fiance at the time, my wife now. And I felt like it's what God wanted. So I've been here for going on 14 years. Um, wow. as the, as the associate pastor, uh, here at the church. And so, yeah, so I've seen it as a kid, as a seminary student, as I've interned at churches when I was in seminary, now working on a church staff full time. So I've, I've seen kind of all the sides of the, the experience. Yeah. The, the dreaded PK That's life. Right. That, that, yeah, that explains so much. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But between our, our two families, you know, we've got six cursed, I mean, I mean blessed yeah. uh, PKs in, <laughs> in our families. Yeah. Not, not really. It's really been been awesome. I think I, I know speaking from my perspective and we talked about it, our, our kids are well loved at the church and really have a blast being a preacher kid. And, and as I've as shared on our podcast before, kind of have built in grandparents in our church. Being far from home has oh, been very, yeah. very nice. Uh, but but knowing your dad may or may not listen to this, uh, what what's your dad uh, like, I guess, as a preacher, as a father, as all of the above? Perhaps the good and the, the bad, so to speak. Uh, how, how'd that go for you with your dad? Man, and this this isn't pandering it I I had the best experience as a preacher's kid I'm I'm I firmly believe that the whole adage of all oh, being a PK that your experience as a PK has far more to do with whose PK you are than being a PK 
Yep. It, it really has everything to do with who your, your, your father is in that regard. And my dad it is and was awesome. And so it was one of those where he did a great job balancing home and church. He didn't, he didn't bring that stuff home and uh, allowed us our church experience to be a real church experience. We weren't dealing with a lot of the stuff that was happening. We didn't really know that there were problems or stuff that was happening, um, but he was great. And he did a great job balancing out, prioritizing his family. He didn't let the church take present. We never had the experience of being on vacation and having to cut it short and go home because he really guarded that time with our family. And then working with him, people ask, you know, what's it like working with your dad? And it's great. And it's great. I tell people because of him, uh, because since I've been here, he's treated me like a peer. He doesn't treat me like just his son or there's, you know, he treats me you know, for the good and the bad. When I've messed up, he checks me just like anybody else gets checked. When something goes well, I get the same encouragement that I would get as anybody else on the staff. And he is open to the idea. So he's he man, if I could finish in the neighborhood of where my dad is when he finishes, man, I'd be I'd be extremely happy. And so as a, as a pastor as well, right? So how are you trying to follow yeah. suit? Uh, so, so how do you make sure that you're balancing your ministry, your family, and, and of course, then the, the wrestling pastor empire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the well, wrestling it, pastor federation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I try to really follow his example. My wife and I, we have this conversation all the time about one through four and it's like, it's, it's Jesus, it's my wife, it's my kids. And then it's the ministry. And so we're constantly in these conversations and there's seasons where I've messed that up where number four became number one. And so it's constantly asking myself is number four, number four is, you know, and, and trying to keep those things in, in that balance. And I, I really, he set a good example. So it's constantly, and that's my advice for any pastor. And I know that you guys would communicate the same thing that it's gotta be Jesus first. It's gotta be where I say it's gotta be your kids next. Because if, if number four is taking the place, I'm not going to serve, my congregation will, if I'm not serving Christ first, I'm not going to have any legs to stand on when I'm preaching about marriage. If I'm not loving my wife, well, yeah. my kids are going to resent church. If they're getting my, you know, it's getting my attention over them when it should be theirs. And so it's just trying to keep those things slotted. And that's really helped us. And then with the wrestling pastor thing, really, and it's one of those things, it could be a trap. It's one of these things you get people that are, re there's, there's a little like, endorphin hit of like, Oh, somebody liked that or somebody retweeted that. And so I, I try to, you know, like I, I get on, I post once a day, usually unless something just weird in the happen in the world happens. And so I post once a day, I'll sort of interact with it when I'm waiting to get my oil changed or something like that. But I try to just keep that as, you know, I, I don't want to pay more attention to random people on the internet than I am the people who are physically living in my home. So yeah. <laughs> and that's, I tried to make that a practice. That's really a good reminder for for everybody, and and in light of that, one of the purposes of this this podcast is for us to be able to encourage some of those people that we will never meet probably in our life. It has been neat when we go to the SBC and we run into people that have listened to the podcast or or things like that. But yeah, when we're low key celebrities, yeah, low yeah. low key, we're like <laughs> there's like the A list, B list, D list. We're like the F list, like. Yeah. Failures in every way. Uh, but no, you know, we we want to encourage people. And, and of course, you've shared, you know, that the, the gifts and everything, it's it's that kind of shared experience. It's what you want to do with somebody. But the other side of that is also we're, we can be, pastors can be a very tightly wound group. Yeah. And and so this, one yeah. of the things that we kind of force on onto our listeners is us just being 
idiots. Like we started yeah, this thing. We true. want to encourage to to lighten up, and uh, and so you know, with ministry being that that heavy, uh, that that heavy, it's serious enough. We need to be willing to to lighten up. And so you're down in Florida. You work with your dad. What well, yeah. what do you do for for fun down there? Man, there's it's a lot. And and can I just I just an addendum to what you just said, or in addition to one of my big things and the reason, like I run a wrestling. Twitter account. That's good. Is that I take God's word very seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. Right. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is there are some guys that take themselves as seriously as they take the Bible. <laughs> and yeah. there's no place like it, I'm going, are you, can't, it can't be this robotic and you're going to burn out if you're taking like this. Everything isn't a life or death issue. Sometimes life can just be fun. So that's something I try to encourage people with. But for fun, man, I've got three kids. They're 15, almost 11 and seven. So we're right in, in the thick of it. And uh, so my kids is where we, we spend a lot of our time. My oldest two kids are adopted. They've been with us for four years. And so we've kind of had a, an accelerated childhood with them. My oldest daughter was 10 when she came home and my, my son, her biological brother um, was six. And so we, uh, there's a little bit of trying to make up for lost time. So most of my free time and I'm pouring into my kids, which is a lot of fun because they're fun. And so it's a lot of, you know, soccer games and, going to the beach, hanging out at the pool, you know, going to eat too much pizza, you know, so I, I try to give a bunch of my time uh, as much as I can to my family, but they're, you know, so that, that really does. I'm not trying to win just brownie points with my wife who may or may not listen to this, but that is really a, <laughs> where we we're trying to invest a lot of our time right now. But for fun, my wife and I, we love, we like to eat and travel. So we like to, for fun, we like to eat somewhere new and then go somewhere new. That's kind of how we uh, invest in one another that way. Um, so as we get into our last couple of questions here, uh, Josh, what are you reading right now? Well, what am I reading? Well, uh, it's funny that you asked that with some of y'all's connections. This year, our church is endeavoring for the first time. We've, uh, we're Southern Baptist Church, and so we've been a supporting church for a variety of different church plants. But this is our first year um, that we're ascending church for a plant that's launching cool. um, in Denver. And so this is our first kind of foray into that. So I've, I've actually got the book stacked here. Uh, I just finished Gaining by Losing. Uh, J.D. Greer, and then I'm in the middle of Kingdom First, and so I'm trying to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to be the uh, the proper support network for <laughs> for for our guys. Shout out to True Point, uh, yeah. it's launching in October, and then but personally, at the beginning of every year, I read a little book um, that a lot of guys are going to know, but called The True Vine by Andrew Murray, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just it's a it's a quick short little read, especially for guys in ministry, and it's about the fact that the fruit in ministry isn't about the branches effort. It's not about how hard we try. It's about abiding in Jesus. And that's always a good kind of palate cleanser for me at the beginning of the year. So I'm just finishing that up uh, right here at the beginning of the year. And, and we can actually put both of those in the show notes because yeah. I, I highly recommend both of those gaining by losing by uh, JD Greer and kingdom first by Jeff Christofferson, outstanding resources, yeah. whether you're a church plant, church revitalization, whatever outstanding books. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought you were going to say Chris Christofferson. No, 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 different. no, different guy. Yeah. Here, here's one we like to ask the uh, the famous people, and since we're talking to a famous person, oh no, the from parts unknown here. Uh, no, how? What, what's your most embarrassing moment in ministry or or preaching, uh, in, in the job you do? What's what's your most embarrassing moment? Um, I was trying to think through some of this embarrassing moments. I've had some embarrassing moments. Like I know one preaching was uh, I was a college student and I was preaching a, 
a disciple now. And so I got the uh, the old charity Sunday morning, you know, where they bring you in to preach Friday night and Saturday. And they're like, ah, you may as well stay over and preach on Sunday morning. So I was <laughs> preaching the Sunday morning service and I preached this entire message about um, Paul and Silas in jail. And I got done, felt great about it. I sat down and the pastor leaned over to me and he goes, did you know you said Paul and Barnabas the entire sermon? (laughs) And I went and my eyes were just as big as saucers. And I was like, Oh no. And I think that was a good moment early on of kind of like, cause you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. That is one of the first times somebody's like brought me away from home to go preach somewhere. And it was just a great, like chop off at the knees. Like (laughs) you're not awesome. (laughs) you, You are like you were looking at the paper and said the wrong word. So I've done stuff like that. I've just had moments where I've said terrible things. You know, there was one time I was talking to a, uh, a guy and we were all kind of talking around like we're doing right now on the podcast, kind of trading stories. And I was speaking at an event and the guy who was leading worship was there. And, and we were talking about dumb stuff we did when we were teenagers in youth group. And he was like, I did this and I did that. And I told this story about how, when I was in high school, we used to go to theme parks and uh, man, I'm really putting myself out there. And one of us would fake like we would hurt. We were hurt so we could get a wheelchair so we could go to the front of lines. <laughs> and I'm going to say this is all bef- like I wasn't a believer. I was an unsaved preacher's kid, but we were terrible. And so I'm and I'm laughing like, oh, we were so bad. And we would go to the front. And the guy was like, oh, man, we hate people like you. And I was like, wait, what? And the guy was like, yeah, my wife is in a wheelchair. Oh, and I went, no. oh. and I went, I went, no, no, she's not. No, she's not. She can't be. And he goes, oh no, she is. And I was like, I was like, why not mad at you now? I'm just saying kids. Like, and then at that moment I was like, don't ever say anything about anything ever again. You're not funny. You're not like, just stop it. So man, I've had so many of those moments where I've tasted the backside of my shoe uh, just like anybody. So, yeah. Well, we're going to put in the uh, the show notes uh, links to these books that, that you mentioned. Also, that how they can kind of stay up to date with you. The different links yeah. to uh, Twitter, Facebook, and and uh, the store. I believe you still have uh, uh, some yeah apps and all that good stuff. I, I'm, I said you know the the wrestling pastor empire. Uh, yeah, and uh, so we're very grateful uh, that you you came on and and were visiting with us, and and I hope you. Uh, we're encouraged as much as we were, and that those that have listened in have been encouraged uh, as well. But and until next time, it's time to hop off the uh, train. The rope. Ro- I've yeah. already used the ropes. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know. We're going to climb out of the well, cage. Or well, something. I'm excited. I'll uh, I'll see you guys this summer. I've got my stuff booked. I'll be at the convention this awesome. summer, so we can hook up and maybe sit by the microphone together. Yeah, that's it. that'll that's be it. fantastic because we've we've got some good pictures and videos of me with just my eyes on the screen, <laughs> and I kept like lifting up my eyebrows and stuff and winking and all of that. And uh, I'm surprised I didn't get like escorted out yeah, by Ronnie Floyd or something. Me but, too. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring my mask if you want. And I'll, I'll yes. put on, get it on the screen. Yeah, perfect. Yes. <laughs> well, we're we're grateful you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. You can also visit us online at www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Well done. Have a great day. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening in.